0: And we are back. We're back. I'm back with another episode. Episode nine of the Harris Huddle, and I am your post, I am your host, Jalen Harris. And we're back. I know it's been a while, but I, t- I told y'all I was gonna get back. I, was, I never leave y'all. Out. I never leave y'all. I always come back. <laughs> but we are back here at the Harris Hotel, and we're gonna jump into our first topic today of just some recent news and news, sports news and sports stories going going into the past couple of weeks, past weeks while I've been gone. And big good news: Big Ten football is back this weekend. I'm an Ohio State fan. Probably a little bit homerish, but, you know, I think we going to the national championship. And it starts this week versus Nebraska, and we're going to blow them out. Hopefully, we don't get upset, but I think we're going to come out the gate all faster, and faster, and oil, ready to go, you know. And are the Jets headed towards the number one overall pick? The Jets are currently the only team in the NFL that haven't won a game. The Jets, I don't know, they got some fixing, fixing up to do Adam Gase. I mean, you can't fix this situation with your eyes, but <laughs> but the Jets are terrible. They probably really want to look into drafting Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick, but I don't see how that's going to help the situation. But that's another topic for a whole another episode. USC wide receiver Munir McLean. I'm sorry if I said your first name wrong, but Munir McLean is possibly involved in a fraud scheme with the uh, with the. Uh, with those s- small business loans or loans that uh, the government gave out during the coronavirus, then he got one of those loans. And I'm, I'm not sure to have the the federal agents peeking around the USC football program, asking questions, ha- asking questions about him. So that's obviously not a good look. USC athletics have suspended him indefinitely, I think, or currently. And Mr. McClain's lawyers are trying to appeal to that because, but, the weird thing in this case is he sells shoes and he says his business took a hit during the coronavirus pandemic. So he does have a case for applying for that loan if he has a business. But some other breaking news and a sad story. Dak Prescott, um, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, breaks his ankle and is out for the season. And that really took a big hit for the Cowboys as Dak is a former Dak Prescott is a former uh, Mississippi State Bulldog, so as a being a Bulldog myself and being around in Starkville has just been a down, down little week or two hearing about Dak and seeing the Cowboys struggle. And the last, last news story is uh, Baker Mayfield is really struggling in, in the start of the season. He only has one great game with 300 yards. I forgot what the team it was, but he only has. I mean, he's he's looking really like pedestrian. Really, Kirk Cousins is really just bottom-of-the-pack quarterback, he's, that's not somebody you really would see for the first overall pick, having 100 yards or you don't put the ball in their hands to win the game. But if you're a Cleveland Brown fan, you really depend on Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb to win you the game. You don't really depend on Baker Mayfield. That says something. That says something with the coaching staff that says something about his ability, but we all hope that he will take the next step in his progression as an NFL quarterback. In our next segment, we got my Jay's Pick'em segment, starting off with the college with the notable college football games this weekend. So our first game I got going on in my pick'em segment is Virginia Tech versus Wake Forest. Now I have former teammates on both of these teams, but <laughs> Nasir don't hate me. Uh, and we got Jalen Holston for the for the Virginia Tech Hokies, running back number zero. And Nasir Greer, number three, he's currently rehabbing right now, but he plays for Wake Forest. But in this game, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. They've been running the ball very good with Khalil Herbert and my my boy Jalen Holston and the quarterback. They've got a good run game going on, good flow with Virginia Tech. So I'm going to go with them this week. I don't think Wake Forest's defenses can handle that run game. And their offense still has to prove to me that they can beat a, a good team like Virginia Tech. So our next game we're going to is the number three, Notre Dame versus Pitt, the Pitt Panthers. In this game, I go with the upset, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a good defense with for it. They get to the flying around. They gave Miami some troubles last week, even though Miami won. The only thing that really had me wanting to pick Notre Dame was Pittsburgh's quarterback. I don't think he has to have a really good day if they want to, uh, beat, want to upset Notre Dame. Now our next game, we have number 18, Michigan versus Minnesota. Our big, big, big ten game of the week. I heard some announcers, um, Tim Tebow on, on first take said Minnesota for the upset if they don't if Michigan doesn't play as well as they can under Jim Harbaugh. And I'm gonna lean, I'm gonna lean with uh, Tim Tebow too, and I'm gonna go with Minnesota in the upset because Minnesota has a good offense, good overall balanced team, good defense, good just good overall atmosphere as compared to Mi- Michigan. I don't think Michigan plays well in big games, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Minnesota as a as another upset now next game we have is number nine cincinnati at number number 16 smu now i know smu had a hot start to the season but i think their main leading receiver got injured and i didn't know before (laughs) i didn't know before researching these games that number cincinnati was number nine in the country that's really shocking but i went with number uh, i went with cincinnati here in the uh over over smu i don't feel like smu has that as the firepower, I would say, as compared to earlier weeks ago with their receiver being hurt. Now Georgia, our next game we have is Georgia Southern at number 25, Coastal Carolina. I went here with I went with Georgia Southern here because I'm a homer. I have another teammate that plays there. Kendrick Duncan, safety, should be all should be a first first team all Sunbelt player this year. I went with Georgia Southern because I feel like in these big games where Georgia Southern is playing ranked opponents, that always play well or play up to their opponents and really just Prove to have upsets in these type of games versus you know Coastal Carolina or if, for example Appalachian State when they're ranked or you just anybody you know. And our next game we have is number 17 Iowa State at number six Oklahoma State. Now for this game, you already know you already know what what the flow is heading towards this game. I picked Iowa State. I believe in Brock Purdy. Feel like they're gonna establish some good run game. You know, the Big 12 has been beating up on each other the past couple weeks. You know, we got Oklahoma, Texas taking losses, TCU. You just everybody, Kansas State's beating people. So, it's just – I think Iowa State is just going to give the hell to Oklahoma State because I don't feel like – I feel like Big 12 teams, even though I just said this, said this with Georgia Southern and the good they played down to their opponents, even though they they might be better. I mean, they might be better then. An opponent might be worse, they'll just play to the opponent's strength for some reason. As we all know, Big Twelve doesn't really play defense. So I, I think it's probably gonna be a shootout like it would be every other year. But I think Iowa State is gonna come out come out of this with Brock Purdy, even though Oklahoma State does have a um exposed offense with Chuba Hubbard. And our next game we have Virginia at number eleven, Miami. Uh Virginia could be could prove to be a major stinger or major opponent into Miami's plans for this game but I I went with Miami because I they're a the better overall team on both sides of the ball I feel like they they just play their game no turnovers Miami should have an easy win well I wouldn't say easy but just a good overall win it shouldn't be that much difficult to them our next game we start off in the SEC we have South Carolina LSU I have a teammate at South Carolina, Jackson Turnsine. Shout out to all my former teammates. But you know, I feel like I win with South Carolina this game. LSU has a freshman quarterback. South Carolina's been playing very good the past or this past week versus Auburn. Their defense, their defense showed out. And they have an alpha dog defensive back in JC Horn and Anzi Rail So I feel like those guys on each corner versus LSU struggling offense. I feel like that will that would be a great advantage in, in South Carolina's hands. And with a freshman QB, you gotta, you're gonna blitz and throw weird things at them. So I feel like J.C. Horn and Israel McQuamble can come up with some interceptions. And, and Kevin Harris is, a, is an underrated running back in the SEC that really, that's I think he's rushed for almost hundred yards in every game. So that's an underrated player, him and that offense led by Colin Hill. They should really give LSU their money's worth. In our next game, we have number 23, NC State and number 14, North Carolina. I feel like this week, North Carolina bounces back from the un- from the unfortunate <laughs> loss from Florida State that nobody would have guessed would have happened this last week. Nobody. I mean, and, and they almost choked away. But when you got guys dropping game-deciding passes on three down straight, I think you're going to lose. But <laughs> I think they bounced back versus NC State. NC State's quarterback suffered a terrible season in it. I think ankle injury, but that was unfortunate for him. Really, uh, prayers up to him and his rehab. But as we go to our next Jays Pickums game, we go to the NFL portion. And the NFL has some good games this week. I hope I can watch them. I got a lot of work to do, a lot of tests to study. But you know, NFL Sunday, you always make a way to watch. <laughs> But our first game of the week, we had the Tennessee Titans versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is one of my games for the week because I feel like this is going to be a good old physical run the ball, knock his helmet off matchup. And I got the Steelers by a touchdown. Steelers have one of the best overall defenses in the in the National Football League. Like like Stephen A. Smith said last week on First Take, you're not running on the Steelers, so. The Titans' main game is running, so I got the Steelers by a touchdown. And our next game of the week, I have the Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington football team. And this week, I went by – this is going to shock you guys, or maybe not to some people. Drumbo, Washington. I went with Washington because the Washington's front seven is really young, but they're really good. You got Chase, Sean, Montez, Swin, Jonathan Allen, various other players on that defense you got lost landon collins even though i think he's washed up even though that's not part of the front seven but we gonna keep it rolling but dallas dallas's offense as i just said in the, in the news Dak prescott's out and the is just starting the offensive line is decimated they only have one former starter and he's wasn't really good on the starting offensive line so as you got as he's the only one only starter on the line and surrounded by other backups and backups and even backups i don't think they're going to last versus get front 7 and it's going to take an outstanding performance from Andy Dalton and the skill position skill position players such as Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CD Lamb, Zeke Elliott has to recover from the two fumbles last week. He really has to step up his game and prove prove he's not washed or Prove he's worth that big running back one money that Jerry Jones gave him. And our next game for the week we have the Panthers versus the Saints. <laughs> I like this game. This game when I at first when I when I looked at this game I was just like mm, maybe Saints are gonna win it, but I went I went with the Panthers. The Panthers played really decent these past couple weeks, besides maybe one blowout game. They played they played a team they played the Bears pretty tough and almost came back and won. Except by a late game. That's, Late game interception by Teddy Bridgewater. So I think this is gonna be Teddy's revenge game versus the Saints to prove they all should have kept me instead of instead of I'm not even gonna speak of them, Jameis and this Lord, this Saints just should've kept him, should've kept him. But this is gonna be Teddy's revenge game. And I feel like the Panthers will steal it by a field goal and some major breaking news with this game. Emmanuel Sanders is on the COVID-19 list, so as you know, if you get on the COVID-19 list, you cannot play. You have to wait until you're out, wait until you're off the list to once again practice with the team and play. So Emmanuel C- Emmanuel Sanders, top receiver, well not top receiver, number two receivers on the Saints is out. And as we all know, well some other breaking news if you may not have known, Michael Th- Michael Thomas hurt his hamstring this week, so the Saints' top two receivers are out. They just be depending, depending on the other other skill options: Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, and just really just Drew Bees himself to just really get that really get that offense going and get the W. Our next our next team we have for the for the pick'em is the Packers versus the Texans this week. I went with the Packers because I think they'll have a, a good bounce back game versus the Texans. The Texans defense is terrible, as proven last week by Derrick Henry running the ball down the throat during the game for 200-plus two, two, yards and in overtime to seal it. So I feel like the Packers can establish that good run game play action just to throw it around the yard on the on the Houston Texans. and Aaron Rodgers going to discount, double-check all over Houston. In our next game, we have another revenge tour. We have the 49ers versus the Patriots. Jimmy G versus Billy B. Bill Belichick. I went with this. I went with the 49ers because I feel like the Patriots are still rebounding versus that COVID-19 rampage that run rapid over that team. And Cam still has got to get it back in the juice. And I feel like the 49ers are bouncing back from their injury streak in first week, first few weeks of the season, which is terrible for them. But I'm glad they're bouncing back and starting to look like the old 49ers. So in our next game, this, is, this was the other game I was talking about for – my possible game of the week. The Seattle Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals. I really hope I can catch those. This is going to be a lights-out, action-packed game. You got Kyler versus Russ. MVP versus, not rookie, but young and upcoming. You know, kind of a clone, you know. Coming up, high-action offense with Cliff Kingsbury, Keon Drake, Larry Fitzgerald. DeAndre Hawkins versus DK, Russ, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett. It's just... You know, good game, good old NFC West. But in this game, I went with you can guess what the upset. I went with Arizona because I feel like Arizona showed me a little something with last week. I feel like they can play a little more defense than maybe the Seahawks. But hope that doesn't come back to bite me because you know Bobby Wagner and can get it get that defense all settled down and get some stops. But I went with Arizona because they had an explosive offense with um against the Cowboys. Really. Throwing around the yard. I feel like Ka- Kyle Murray have a party against Seattle Seahawks defensive backs. In our next game for this for the pick we have the Raiders versus the Buccaneers. I want the Bucs because they've been dominant the past couple weeks. Them two linebackers, Elante David and uh, Devin White, are flying. And I feel like the Raiders are also struck and rampant rampant with COVID. So, I feel like, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are going to fly past the Raiders. Our next game... We have the Falcons versus the Lions. As a Falcons fan, I don't want to call myself a homer, but, you know, you guys know. I I believe in the Falcons, but I'm so used to this pain, this good, good pain. I always, I mean, if they lose, I'm just accepting. You just accept it now. You deal with the pain. You just, it just comes with me. You just got to let it go and accept it for what it is. But I went with the Falcons, you know, but... My kind of final little points on this, kind of little NFL points for the week. But it's, the Dallas, Cow- Dallas Cowboys season is in jeopardy if they lose to the Washington football team because they have struggled with every team in the NFC East if they struggle with Washington. And the Eagles are better than the Giants as they just beat them early yesterday night. So the Cowboys are are in jeopardy if they really struggle with, the, with, with Washington. They, they have, their defense is on is on pace to be worst, the worst defense of all time, all time. You gotta be a special type of bad to be all time bad. You know how the NFL, you know how long the NFL has been in existence. Probably like seventy years, and you're all time bad. You got guys that are pro bowlers on that defense, but another topic. Zeke has to perform like a top ten running back to get them start back winning. Got to feed Zeke. I know you'll get that tattoo right now. And where is Amari Cooper? Where is he? Where is he? You got 20 million reasons to ask that, Jerry Jones, a Cowboys fan. 20 million reasons. 20 million. So he has to show up in games. He has to prove he's the number one receiver, one of the best receivers in the NFL. I done, I didn't think that before that, but he has to prove that to them. Because you can't you can't disappear and your team's rebuilding and your quarterback needs you. And the Cowboys, this is another point with their drafting and probably a front front of, office point. The Cowboys need to start rebuilding on the fronts. Obviously, you don't expect four out of your five offensive linemen to be hurt, but they have to start that process of drafting like they used to, maybe the 2010s and up, and maybe early 09 and stuff to start drafting those O linemen again with their f- first round picks. In the trenches, the whole offensive and defensive linemen. Because that's really where they're struggling They're knocking it out of parking skill positions, but they need to start rebuilding those fronts because Dak needs to stay healthy. You gotta keep you gotta protect your quarterback. And star, like I said, star players need to step up and earn their money. Demarcus Lawrence has one point five sacks in 20 games. He's getting paid twenty million dollars for one sack, one half a sack, and maybe a fourth fumble. Yeah, you're a run stopper, but you get paid 20 million to go get the quarterback. And our next topic for today we have A B, A B, Antonio Brown to the Buccaneers with Brady in 2020. Wow! So Tom Antonio Brown teaming up with Brady like he did in 2019 with the with the signing with the Patriots for one game for you. Unfortunately, got cut. This is potentially adding a Hall of Fame receiver to. Offense with Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brate, LaShawn McCoy, Leonard Fournette, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, C.J. Godwin. You can't even do that in ultimate team. You can't even do that in franchise mode. You can't even do that with an ultimate team where you buy players. You can't. You can't have a team that good. As you, if you may not know Antonio Brown, I'm going to give you some of his aff- accolades. Seven-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, 2010 All-Decade team. And another question I have for this, uh, this signing. I know Mike Evans hasn't been catching a lot of passes lately from uh, from Tom Brady, not Antonio Brown. Who? You don't want Antonio Brown at quarterback? Tom Brady. <laughs> so this is potentially moving him to maybe the op- the third option on the team, and he's a top receiver in the league. No, that's not making him happy, but I know Brady would probably target Cameron Brady, Gronk, and CJ Gowan, even though he's been out and Antonio Brown, but this offense is. Godly, but adding him—well, they already signed him. with breaking news, but <laughs> but adding 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 Antonio Brown is definitely going to challenge the Chiefs for the most explosive offense in league because you got arguably three, four Pro Bowlers out there, two Hall of Famers on one offense: Lashawn McCoy, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. That's this giving me headaches trying to think about how I'm gonna how how the Falcons the Falcons. And we haven't even played him yet how we gonna stop him speaking of the Falcons I mean you gotta think who in the NFL is gonna stop him man yeah, but uh, that's that's some more pain for a Falcons fan some more pain but uh, our next topic we got college football standards and like I said earlier Ohio State is back and you know your boy is a Ohio State fan till I die I bleed scarlet and great I bleed it I love it I love me some Ohio State. That's my team. Even though Mississippi State, my school, you know, you can rock with two. You can rock with two. You can hop on two different bandwidths. But, you know, Mississippi State kind of losing right now. So, you know, got to rock. That's my ride or die team, man. But I believe Ohio State can play in the National Championship. You got uh, Justin Fields leading the offense, Sean Wade on defense, Baron Browning. You got very, very, so many good players on that offense. So many good defense, defensive players. You got BIA, best in it, best in America. You got the wide receivers on offense, Chris Olave, Garrett, uh, I can't remember his name. Sorry about that. But you got great players on offense. And the transfer from Oklahoma. Good tight end room. Obviously good good uh, offensive line room with All-Americans. So I feel like they can really challenge Alabama and Clemson for that, for being in the playoff and just being one of those four, four, four teams. Speaking of Alabama and Clemson, they're my 1A, 1B team. I consider saying Alabama is my number one team in the country because of the difficulty of schedule because Clemson has been, hasn't been has really been playing somebody, playing a lot of people. I mean, when you put your punter at quarterback in a game, it's kind of not saying a lot of things about the ACC, even though I got love for the ACC with my boys, but it's not saying a lot of good things. There aren't a lot of dominant teams. But... If speaking of the playoffs, there's there's potential there's potential in the playoffs to have multiple one-loss teams or even two-loss teams in this college football playoffs because most teams are playing all conference games. You know, conferences are tougher than you know playing Abilene Christian and just destroying them <laughs> for like two games out the year. So my other thing is, can Justin Fields get in the running for the Heisman Trophy even though he started late? And, and Trevor Lawrence had that amazing game versus Georgia Tech. Speaking of being trash, five touchdowns, like 300 yards. Whew! It was amazing. It was a doozy. He's, but I think, but as as we all know, Trevor Lawrence is in the in the top gun driver's seat for the Heisman. But I think if, Tre- if Justin Fields can put on a great performances versus ranked teams in the Big Ten, he can. He can really jump in that race and be with be with Trevor Lawrence, or maybe even win the Heisman. He, I feel like he's going to be in New York, but with what's going, is his ranked games going to put him ahead of ahead of Trevor Lawrence in New York if they when they when we decide the Heisman Trophy? Now, I didn't know this game was going to be on tonight with What with Wisconsin versus Illinois, but if you had when you listen to this tomorrow, Graham Mert Hertz Mertz. I'm sorry, Graham Mertz. I'm sorry for butchering name. He's a former five-star Adidas All-American, and as of 30 minutes ago, he was 14 for 14. I think two touchdowns, and like 150 yards. He's a baller. I feel like he's gonna be a really good, really good player for Wisconsin. And it's gonna be a real danger to my house, they Buckeyes, because they, they played as hard last year. They play as hard every year when we meet them in the big Big Ten championship. So great team, good player. That's some. That's a. Remember me saying this, Graham Mertz, underrated player. Underrated player for Wisconsin and in the country. They're gonna. He's gonna be a great player. Possible first round pick. Been watching him since the All American game where he lit it up. I thought he was gonna start his freshman year, but as we know, the transition to college isn't always easy for high schoolers. You know, it's it's a big step with learning and playing and just understanding things. So that was my last couple topics of the day. Saying I just want to say thank y'all to all, all my fans, all the family, all my friends listening to the podcast. I really appreciate all the support going on i just i love it i appreciate everything going on the comments the suggestions if you have a comment if you have a suggestion reach out to my social media my twitter page is huddle harris my uh my instagram page is harris huddle and you can reach out on there say a comment say how you're doing say where you're from comment like subscribe (laughs) i sound like a youtuber or comment like follow and you just you could Ask things. I'm will. I'm always there. I'm always on my phone. So, just want to say thank y'all. And I want to shout out my shout out my fan base. My growing fan base is kind of worldwide now. um Shout out to the fans in Singapore and my growing fan base in Leinster or Leinster, Ireland. If I if I butchered it, don't don't stop watching. I apologize. But Leinster, Ireland. I really appreciate appreciate y'all for listening from across the globe in Europe and Asia and I just really appreciate it. And I wish y'all can keep tuning into the episodes and I'm going to keep pushing them out there. You know, you never know who listens to sports or, or want to uh, hear sports talk around the world and in my of course my big fan base in the US, so I just wish that everything's grows and I wish that everybody keeps supporting, liking, you know, comment following and just really uh really get at me and t- talk to me about things, ask me ask me what I think about things. Um my friend Nigel asked me about the finals, uh, who I think was gonna win. I said the Nuggets over the Clippers and the Lakers over the Rockets and it ended up happening. But, you know, just stuff like that, you know, and I just really appreciate everybody sticking with me during this uh pandemic and just times where I, I say I want to post weekly, but I just try and get it out there the best time I can best time I can. I really, I'm in college and I'm just trying to micromanage everything. But as I said, it's love. It's love to everybody out there. It's your boy Jalen Harris, and I'm out with the Harris Hotel. Check me out for the next episodes coming soon. It's love, and we are out.